This is Eli. Yes, that is your name. And we <laughs> are watching a show on this week of Lazy Watchers. Which, Shocking. We watched a show on Lazy Watchers? Yeah, I feel like we initially said that we'd watch either shows or movies, which we can do movies later on down the road. But I just feel like movies, you've already watched the whole thing. Shows yeah. leave more to be desired. True. Or not more to be desired, like some shows. We will be doing an entire episode on Dolly in Town Square, which is a wonderful Christmas movie coming out in November on Netflix. Wow. With Dolly Parton. In fact, actually, no. It's a wonderful movie on Netflix about Dolly Parton. It's written and produced by her. She's going to be singing for us. And then it's like a whole musical thing. I think she plays like this whole like... um, Ghost of Christmas Past kind of thing. You are really vamping on this a lot. It's so good. I just watched the preview and it's good. You don't have to stare at the camera the whole time. I'm sorry. It's a habit, okay? Yeah, break that. So (sighs) this week, if you're watching on the YouTube uh, My Village Podcast channel, uh, I have given Andy new toys. We have actual cameras. We are recording in person for the first time since, like, COVID. And... um, I have also set up Andy's stream deck so that way he can switch cameras now. Sure did. And it's quite an experience. I apologize. I actually will try not to be too crazy with it. Um, During rehearsal, I was a little crazy with it. Uh, Rehearsal's a word. Rehearsal, yeah. We we usually don't rehearse this podcast, but holy crap, we needed it. Oh, yeah. I've, we well, got I out a lot of giggles. We did. I feel like you and I were very giggly at the beginning. Well, mainly me. Um, we're very giggly at the beginning of this. Keep an eye on social media. There's some gems coming at you. There's a lot you. of gems coming at you. We recorded for like 20 minutes of just giggling. Pretty much. I was laying down some sick acapella beats with my voice. Because mm-hmm. that's what acapella Those is. Those probably won't come out. Wow. Okay. Maybe other stuff. So the atrocious show that we watched was called Emily in Paris. Wow. Just giving it right out of the gate saying it's atrocious before we even say what the name of the show is. That was just... Okay. Welcome to... Like, see you later, I guess. It was a show. It was a show. That we watched. That should never be compared to Sex in the City. Whoever originally said that, I want to come to your house and slap you in the face. I mean, critics, because critics nowadays keep rating shows and games and all that highly, so that way they can still be critics. That's Because of cancel culture. Gross. So, uh, yeah, this show is uh, something. Yeah. It's really something. I got... So, in in the first episode, we open up and we see this girl that's with this, some sort of, like, marketing firm for pharmaceuticals and one of my favorite actors uh the and i don't remember her name it's um addison montgomery from gray's anatomy and her name is something that i do not know i remember we looked it up and i forgot (laughs) not helpful whatsoever nope um but if you you know know gray's anatomy or private practice she's uh addison montgomery really good actor and i was very excited to see her in the show. 
and then for she 30 was seconds. not in the show anymore. <laughs> she literally she was in the first scene. Yeah, and then that was it, which is like so weird because well, and I'm assuming we're missing things, obviously, right? Because we only watched <laughs> here at Lazy Watchers. If you're just joining us, we only watched the first episode. Yep, and the last episode. Yeah, so I imagine. With what they what they set her up for that character, mm-hmm. I imagine that she does have kind of a role. Another scene, yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I mean, basically, it opened up with, "Hey, I'm pregnant. Can't go to Paris anymore. Let's give it to this chick named Emily, who's gonna go do marketing for some sort of clothing fashion company." Yeah. Um. The Wow, this show was not great. So, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit you with my my number one issue with this show. Oh God! And that is the fact that Americans are fucking ignorant. Yeah, well, that's something that we always knew. Absolutely, but I've never seen it captured on film so perfectly mm-hmm. as Emily in Paris. Yeah, it actually made me hate the show. It was bad. Yeah. she. So Emily ends up going to Paris, and she's the social media marketing major person mm-hmm. for them. <clears throat> she goes to France to work for them. Does not speak a word of French. I, oh, sorry. She knows bonjour and bonsoir and we. Oui. Three words. That's about as much as I know of French. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> but... My whole issue with that is like, so right off the bat, people are commenting to her that like, oh, you don't speak French. That's an issue. And she does nothing to correct the issue. She doesn't even try to like crack open a book. She makes a joke that she's she, she's going to take a class or she whatever. watched Rosetta Stone on the plane, but it hasn't quite set in. The first episode had so many TV show and movie references. It was like, yeah, like how much hidden mark hidden Hidden marketing yeah. do you have to do for this show to keep it going. She said she felt like Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge, and I was over it at that point. Yeah. And I said, no, you don't, because do you know why? You're not glamorous. True. Emily. The outfits in this show. That's the second episode, so we can wait for that. We will wait, but I'm just oh, going to leave know. it at oh, yes, yes, yes. the outfits in this show. Are atrocious. Are so bad. They Whoever was their design... Set design, not set design. Set was fine. Set was fine. The set was beautiful. The costume actually. design. The costume design was horrible. It's, it's like as, they hired like an intern to do it. An intern, but like an intern who's like has an interest in fashion, who's like also in high school. Mm-hmm. It's like bad. this is their first project ever in their life. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but basically, yeah. So. First couple scenes, she gets to the new office in in, in France, mm-hmm. and they all hate her because she is so American. They kept calling her the hick in um, French, and that was really that was la pluck or something. Yeah, la plu. La plu. That was entertaining as fuck. So, <laughs> really quick. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going into solo camera for this one. There is a part. Where Emily decides that, uh, you know, she's going to introduce herself to people. And this is a classic mistake that you always see in real life when somebody does not understand or does not speak your language. Mm -hmm. 
automatically your voice becomes 10 decibels higher than it normally is. Oh my God. And I don't understand that. I why? put it in all caps, why are you yelling? Same. And then started it and said, very American. Oh my God. And then I love that somebody, I don't remember who it was, because I mean, when you watch the first and last episode, you don't commit anybody's name no, to memory. No. Unfortunately, except for like the main character. Right. Um, somebody asked her, why are you yelling? <laughs> Yeah. Or why are you speaking so loudly? They were like, why are you shouting? I yeah. think was the exact line. <laughs> so yeah. freaking funny. Because I also had that question. <laughs> well, we literally asked it like two seconds before the person on mm-hmm. camera asked it. I wrote, they're French, not deaf. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when any American that doesn't know a second language, which mm-hmm. is like over half of our population, mm-hmm. speaks to literally anyone with yeah. a different language as their first language and they just start screaming at each other yeah other than if you live like in boston or like that where they just scream at each other anyways true jamaica they yell at you at jamaica this guy wanted us to get on his bus because he's going to take us to the Mm -hmm. um, resort and like the way he yelled at us i was like "Mm -mm, i don't want to get on your bus (laughs) he's gonna hurt me yeah right <laughs> but that, then it, that's when that bus takes a detour. Somebody like somebody told us like, oh no, like I was reading about it and like they're just really aggressive when they talk. Mm. It just comes off as aggressive because they're really loud. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Please don't punch me in the face. It sounded like I like punched his puppy or something and he right. was like out to get me. Yeah. Just like, like super pissed off sounding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um other weird things, weird stereotypes about the French. Like Yeah. There was that whole scene um, where she was inviting people to lunch, mm-hmm. and then everybody said no. The boss, heard the bitchy boss, said, <laughs> no, I'm just having a cigarette, and I thought that was really hilarious, because yeah. it is, like, a joke that, like, French people, they just sit around and, like, smoke and drink wine all day, yeah. which is, like, a really ignorant fucking stereotype, but the fact that she said, I'm just going to have a cigarette. I kind of chuckled to that. Yeah. Because we've all been there. Well, if you've ever smoked. If you've you, yeah. There. If you, yeah. I've had a nicotine addiction. Yeah. So she ends up going to a park with like a French baguette and mm-hmm. like some cheese and meats. And like to her, that is the like French lunch. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah, and it, 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 it was just horrible. Like, so basically, she goes to this park with this baguette. Mm-hmm. A bunch of kids run up, knock it out of her hands into like sand or something, and then this, you know, lady who who was I forget where she said she was from. She was from Indiana, right? But I mean, because she was also speaking Mandarin, something, something like that. A, I a think it was Mandarin, different language. Yeah, yeah, because she was she was a nanny of these. Of these kids or whatever, yeah. and was trying to teach them Mandarin. I think that's an au pair. An au pair. In French, I think. Oh. Don't, I don't know. Don't come at me, because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, I'm an ing- I'm the ignorant American in this situation, so there's that. Yeah, but basically she was teaching the kids Mandarin, tried to speak French to uh, Emily, and Emily goes, I don't speak French, and then she uh, immediately starts speaking perfect English with no mm-hmm. accent, and goes... Yeah, I'm from Indiana. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And so also, weird. I like how you're in France, and usually when you go to other com- uh, countries, no one knows, like, other languages. 
typically like some like a lot of the countries mm-hmm. do bilingual but it's usually like what's local to them well, so there were a lot of english speaking so a lot of foreign countries especially like oh like well-known touristy areas Mm -hmm. a lot of people do speak english but it's common when you go americans are the only dumb ones in the world who don't learn multiple languages a lot of people will know like two to three maybe even four languages yeah just by default because they're smarter than us and like they actually learn those things and it's actually taught in school and it continues like it goes from like literally like young school to like high school or whatever it's learned as like a as like a core class rather than an elective that you need to take. Right. Um, Definitely. Super annoying. So let's jump into our first rating. So it was for opening credits, which I didn't, it was, so it was okay. So the opening credits for this show is essentially, it's just a song that plays while a video montage is playing. And the songs in the first episode were good. They were like French songs. French like rock and roll. French rock and roll, which was, I mean, both shocking, but it was like, why wouldn't they have rock and roll? Yeah. And it actually sounded really cool. Like I would love to go listen to some French rock and roll right now. Yeah. It was fun. Um, And we'll leave that as a dot, dot, dot. Yeah. But yeah, the intro is basically a montage with some sort of French song. And then for like 10, 15 seconds, and then goes into dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then a bit after that, it does the title. So it it kind of harkens back to like, I think of like uh, Gossip Girl a little bit, like mm-hmm. um, how they would do their opening montages. They'd always have like the whole, you know, montage where it's like XOXO Gossip Girl. But as it was leading into the thing, it would do like quick shots of like New York City. And mm-hmm. then, then it would like zoom or pan out into like, you know, the stairs that like the girls are walking down and they're having a conversation. Yeah. It's just overdone. And, and also, it's not original. It didn't, it didn't feel like that either. It didn't feel like the intro at all. It just felt like we were jumped straight into the episode. Mm-hmm. So there really wasn't like a intro or like a opening credits. It mm-hmm. was like, Literally, like, two shots and then into yeah. the scene. And I'm like, hold on. Like, there's nothing. And then, like, f- three minutes later is when it says, you know, Emily in Paris. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. I mean, it's their version of the Sex in the City with a cold open. Kind of. But, but Sex in the City really. even had a whole montage of Carrie walking through the through the streets of New York in her, in her nude dress. And then she sees herself on the bus, on the side of the bus. Yeah. It was very confusing. It's, it, it's super weird. I gave it a two for my rating. Two out of ten. I gave it a five. You're so much more generous than I am. I am a bit more generous. <laughs> Not throughout the rest of the ratings, but I'm generous with that because I feel like it's okay they could have done a lot more, but it's not the worst one I've seen. See, and that's why I gave it less of a rating is because I'm like, I've seen it before. It's nothing like, yeah, it's like standard. Right. Yeah, I guess it's that's... not creative to me. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did kind of like how they did like the Emily in Paris, like that. I think it was the second episode opening. It was like, well, yeah, the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it was like Emily in Paris and it was like over the water and then like they were on that boat and they like kind of like drove through it. That yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. But... I mean, they used the scene to their advantage yeah. at that point. It was, yeah. But I mean, I guess, so last thing I want to touch on for episode one is the one guy, Luke. Luke is the MVP of this entire show. Luke Just by was, the first episode. Yeah. First episode, like he comes around like towards the end and, and, and basically cheers her up and goes, listen, like, welcome to France. 
Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm not on their side with calling you a hick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of got to get used to it. But um, he, he kind of was like, I'm here for you, but not around other people. Yeah. Kind so of a deal. One thing that I thought was really interesting about that was that they did um, this whole monologue between the two of them. And he essentially like, he told her like, you know, coming to France and not knowing French is extremely American and extremely arrogant. And I fucking loved that. It was so funny that he called her out for being arrogant because same, I agree. It's literally why I said he was the MVP of the entire episode. True. But then, <laughs> but then also he, he did this whole monologue. That's so true of like America versus the world. Right. Because he, he told her that Americans work to live, but or no, they live to work, but we mm-hmm. work to live. And that is so fucking true because in America, we um <laughs> you want to edit this out, sorry. I totally I thought you had done it already. No, I was trying to go slow because I didn't want to be too loud. Oh, my bad. We'll we'll cut it together. Okay. <laughs> in America. In America, they we we literally like work ourselves to death. True. To make like barely a living. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people can't even just work one job. They have to work multiple jobs. Yeah. I mean, I'm about to start working a second job. Yeah. Like, and that's just to like meet your basic needs. And of, like, while being we're able to trying to grow a podcast and yeah. content business, it's like, it, it, it's such a different view. Like seeing it, even though it's like a TV show, it's not even like a documentary of like a real example or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think that it's more true than like other things. Cause it's like, they start work at like 1030 and they like work for like a couple hours and then they go home and like go live their lives. Yeah. But like in America, you're working like minimum eight hours and it mm. can go upwards of like literally 16, 32, whatever, how many hours you have to work that day Yeah. to like make sure you hit your hours, hit your overtime, hit your money Mm-hmm. And then we get to like 50 or 60 and we're tired and still have no money. Yeah, exactly. That's That was something very funny in the first episode when she showed up to work at 830 and she was like really confused and thought they were closed for the day. And mm-hmm. then like homeboy, I don't remember his name. He pulled up on his scooter or on his bike and he's like, uh, what are you doing? And she goes, I've been here since 830. And he's like, why? We don't start work until 1030. Right. Fucking fantastic. I I want to move to France. After seeing that, I was like, where's my ticket? I I'll start work at 1030. Heck yeah, bro. Yeah, start start work at 1030, work until like three, four o'clock, and then you're like, you know, yeah. in these streets. And then you can take work home if you want to get a little bit more done, but it's like yeah. you don't. It's not like a general requirement typically. Yeah. Super interesting. Um but yeah, so that's episode one. We're now jumping in. If you don't want to hear spoilers, this is your spoiler warning. We're going to talk about spoilers. the last episode. Yeah. Um, before we jump into the um, the last episode of the season, do you want to give your rating for plot so far? Or do you want to hold off? I feel end? like it kind of connects. Okay. Right. Because yeah. it, we see a little bit of episode one, in, like a little bit of it there, and then it kind of connects in the end. I will say my my rating for cliffhangers did change between the first episode and the last the, episode. The cliffhanger for the first episode was really shitty. Horrible. I did not, like, Andy and I were debating 
even watching the last one mm-hmm. because it was like not great. Oh, I literally told you. I was like, I don't know if I was watching this on my own. I don't know if I would continue to watch a show based off of just it, how the first episode ended. It would literally be up to a coin flip for me. Yeah. I would literally pull out a quarter in my pocket and be like, heads I watch it, tails I don't. And I would be fine with either side. Yeah. And give like episode two and episode three like one chance. Yeah. And be like, whatever. I feel like part of me, because we've all done this, right? Where it's like, all right, let's like give it one more episode. Right. Because it, it is was... a new series, new characters, new plot, all mm-hmm. that kind of, well, typically new plot. But it's, you know, it's it's a whole new environment. You're mm-hmm. used to watching your own shows and that's why we're here. That's why we're To here. help you break out of your old shows and watch new shows. Yeah, buddy. Man, Netflix should really endorse us. <laughs> they should. We do all of our shows from we Netflix. We watch all Netflix. Honestly. We need to branch to other streaming services. We do. I was thinking about that. I was like, we should watch HBO. But then I was like, HBO is like an hour long. Yeah. Hulu sure. has short ones. I don't have Hulu. I have Hulu. We can oh, log. Okay. We can... You know, off the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. So, last episode. <laughs> Sorry, just talking about how Netflix, you should endorse us, because we watch all of your shows and rate them. So. I like how you're, you get to look at the camera, but I don't get to look at the camera. You've done a lot of camera looking already. I, I have, have not done any. I'm sorry. I'm Staring sorry. into their soul. I'm not sorry. Subscribe I to our I'm YouTube channel. I said I'm not sorry. Yeah, we, you couldn't no, hear that. we heard you. Heard you loud and clear. I just, so, just want to stab you sometimes. Into the that's last. A, that's a joke. I actually don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. For, him. for legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Inside, it's reality. <laughs> um, oh, man. Into the last episode. Yes. Um, the lady in the park that was nannying those kids. Um, she actually becomes best friends with Emily. <laughs> so fucking weird. I like the dynamic. Actually, definitely, they had a really good dynamic. Other definitely. than some other features that we're going to go over later, in terms of was I expecting that? No, I thought she was just going to be like a a one and done. Yeah, I kind of, I was kind of on either side because yeah. it was the only other American that we had met True. in this show. True, and it was at that time. So I figured she's of a different ethnicity. So like you know, obviously checked off their diversity. Yeah, tracker. For but Netflix. in terms of like actual friendship, they live in the same area. They're both American. They both can recognize each other. I, you know, so I mean, I kind of, sort of saw that coming, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, anything Fair. happens in these shows. Yeah, she was dressed very fancy too, which I thought was interesting. Consistently, considering I thought she was. I mean, maybe they make good money as nannies. I don't know. I mean, nannies do make good money. True. Um, even here in America, they make good money. True. And depending on Do the, they? depending on the family. Yeah. They let Is you like live at the house and, you know, pay for basically room and board. And then they give you money on top of that. Give you an allowance. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So opened up with her and then there's some kind of like crisis at the marketing firm mm-hmm. with one of the, uh, designers. His name's Pierre something. Yeah. Like the one other name name that we held on to because he was a pretty important character. Pierre? At least in that last episode. Was a dream. I loved his vibe all over the place. (laughs) So fucking great. It was wild. It was wild. And I was like, I vibe with this guy. I'd hang out with him. There's a part where he's like really feeling himself during his fashion show and he does a lot of like 
air he, humping. He did a lot of hip movements. I didn't much. He, there you go. Air movements. He did a lot of movements. hip movements. I I just called it air humping because there were there were air humps. It was there thrusts. Were, there were also like the circle dance. You know, like when you go to like he a strip club and they're doing the yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he was doing a lot of that. He was winding it up for you. But in the in earlier scenes, we saw him like in the studio, and his excitement honestly got me excited. Absolutely, because like that was the first time we had actually seen decent acting, and it got me excited. So so you had mentioned clothing earlier. Mm-hmm. And I would like to bring this up now because we're talking about Pierre. Yes. So this show has a lot of. Sorry, I was looking. Wow, a lot of mixed textures, a lot of mixed patterns. Kind of like what we said, where it really looks like an intern did this work. Mixed colors, or someone that didn't go to school for fashion. Yeah. It was something. You had said that it reminded you, <laughs> all at once, it reminded you of Lindsay Lohan, High School Musical, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> like, all of these, like, high school shows where it's, like, the popular girls in school. The popular girl wearing hot pink so that way she can stand out and but look like, like a preppy bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's only what Emily was wearing, not including and everyone else also wearing insane patterns that look ridiculous. There, yeah. I like, nothing matched. I don't know anything about fashion. And I don't know how they dressed in France. But aesthetically, looking at it, it was made me want to look away. It was not pleasing to the eye. No. And, like, I'm all about, like, mixing patterns if it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. I think it can be done. I think it can be done right. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, look at any big fashion show. Look at RuPaul's Drag Race. Emily and They Paris do a lot of patterns not. on there. They. Created monstrosities. I'll say it. Yeah. It was. Some... I mean, pretty much. So, even I Pierre... would love to see Ru watching that show just based off the fashion yeah. and watch her destroy it. So. Pierre enters the scene for the first time that we've seen him because first and last episode mm-hmm. wearing a green velvet smoker's jacket with a t-shirt on underneath it. Mm-hmm. But then he was wrapped in this like, like, and I'm talking like emerald green. Like it's a deep green. Oh, for sure. It was a nice green. It was. But then he was wearing this scarf that was black and entirely too long for his body. And, it was like see-through, but shiny. Like yeah. it had some sequins on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that combination was weird to me. It just looked off. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I can't tell if it's like because black and green, black and like emerald green or deep green. I mean, it, it goes well together, but it's or it can go together. But then like the shininess kind of threw me off, and then the length of the scarf because it was like. It was it like was wrapped really long, yeah, yeah. It was like they didn't the 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 costume designers didn't know how to cut a scarf. Truly, like it was it was the clothing was all over the place, mm-hmm. especially for a show that's based around clothing, mm-hmm. because literally she's marketing clothing. for clothing and fashion shows, mm-hmm. and holy crap, was the clothing not pleasing to the eye whatsoever? Not at all. And like I said. I don't know how they dress in France. I would hope better than that. <laughs> Do better. Please. Please. Because that was not that was not something I really cared to look at, honestly. Definitely. 
so the kind of plot that we have in terms of what we find out in the um, last season or last episode of the season ignorant is American. Um, ignorant American still still has not learned any French. She goes to France for a job. Still has not learned any French in like 10 episodes. No French. No French at all. Still uses the basics like hi, hello, thanks, and yes. Um, I get the, there was a, a something that was said that she, I think she cleaned somebody's um, iron skillet, cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it, that's a murderable offense. Yeah. She cleaned that chef's skillet. Yeah. And that's solely based off when he gave her one. She she promised never to clean it. Yeah. And he made like a little side joke. And I was like, I feel like she cleaned that man's you, skillet. Yeah, I think so too. Because and you don't use soap on a skillet. Nope. You just like. You would ruin it. You basically just scrape off the excess. Yeah, you like bear, like essentially like wipe it out and get all the food bits. Yeah, that's with it. With like a paper towel. Yeah. Or a towel. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. it. Who doesn't know how to clean an iron skillet? Watch you put it like in a dishwasher or something. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) No, no, honey. Sorry. I just had to get that out because that was. Yeah. I mean, that's basic knowledge. Ignorant American. Ignorant. I mean. Ignorant person in general. Yeah. yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Because I can be an ignorant American, but I know how to clean an iron skillet. True. Like. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, so back to the plot. Emily's part of this part of Javier's like team for this huge like fashion show that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And apparently at some point she takes one of his dresses that he made and sold it and it got destroyed. And he was very upset about that. And then the fashion show gets called off. It creates a huge ruckus for lack of a better term. Ruckus. Ruckus. Because it was supposed to be like this super big thing and whatnot, and it was yeah. like the day before, and they had to uninvite like all these VIPs and stuff, and then she gets fired. Yeah, which apparently, from what this show has said, the mm-hmm. bureaucracy in France, it actually takes a while to get fully fired. Yeah, unless you're overstaying a visa. <laughs> Clearly, because that's what the homegirl said. That's what nanny said. Yeah. Uh, uh... Um. Yeah, that was a lot, and then they went through and did a, a form of a, a fashion show at, yeah. at the end. So, also in there, so in the very first episode, you see that um, Emily has a boyfriend, Doug, yes. who's in Chicago. And um, they do some cyber sex. Which was really awkward, and then like... That lasted about... 30 seconds. 30 seconds, too long. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm saying it was short, but then like also like I didn't need to see that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, it was very irrelevant to what was going on. It was. I think the the best part was that her vibrator like shorted out the entire like electric circuit. Yeah, but that's how the episode ended. Yeah, which was really lame. So dumb. Lame way to end the episode, honestly. Yeah. Like so, that was clearly a pilot episode yeah. kind of a deal, and they just didn't want to fix it for the rest of the shows. Yeah. So. You have that. So at in the last episode of the series, um, she's over here kissing on um, French name for French name for Matt. Yep. And <laughs> yep. I don't know how to say it, and I'm not going to try. No, nope. I feel like it's disrespectful. Yeah, Matt. They called him Matt a couple they, times. They did the call him Matt. Yeah. Um, it was like well, it was like Matthew, but it was spelled like 
I E U. But like the the bitchy the bitchy boss lady said it. Who's really good? We call her Bitchy Boss because that's just her character, and she played it very well. I actually really liked her character. Yeah. Um, She said his name properly a few times, and I was trying to like go over it in my head, and I'm just not like that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember how they actually say that, but like the proper accent and everything. They're over here like necking on a boat in the very first like 30 seconds of the episode. Do you have alcohol? Why, yes. Look at this you champagne. Champagne, champagne, champagne. Put right. it right here in the boat. That is very visible to literally everyone. They literally stepped into that boat, and I clocked that champagne within the two seconds. Maybe I'm an alcoholic, but I mean, same. I saw the bottle. Yeah, and I was like, oh, champagne. That's nice. And then she's like, you said there was gonna be drinks. Like, I hate her. Obviously, bitch. Look at the champagne over your left shoulder. Beautiful eyebrows, though. Her eyebrow game. Her eyebrow game was strong. She was, I mean, she she physically was very pretty. Yeah, I can agree to that. But pretty does not mean a good actress. No, it does not. Anyway, so she was kissing up on Matt, and then she was kissing up on the chef guy at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So she's just like out here like hoeing in Paris, which I am fine with. I'm fine with that too. Go through your hotation. If Issa Rae ever taught us anything, it's if you're single, have a hotation. That's yeah. fine. I mean, do what you want. You're single. Who cares? Yeah. So, boyfriend from first episode, bye-bye. I knew that Gone. within three seconds, and I put, bye-bye, BF. And I, I underlined it. Literally, as soon as he, like, started questioning it in the first episode that she was moving to Paris, I was like, oh, they're going to break up. Oh, 100%. It was so obvious. It would have been really... And then they were like, we'll make it work long distance, and you'll move to Paris, and da-da-da-da. And I was like, no, the fuck he ain't. He... Was never moving to Paris, girl. No. Emily, girl. No. Emily, girl. No. He ain't moving to nobody's Paris. Speaking of, because uh, we talked about the champagne. Oh, yes. She poured her wine to the top. Oh, of, of every glass. Of every single it, glass. It wasn't just her, because even at the bar when she ordered wine, which, don't get me started. Don't order wine at a bar, period. <laughs> like, okay, and it wasn't like... A restaurant bar. No, it was it, like a bar club. It was like everybody was there to watch the baseball game that was on the TV. Mm-hmm. And it she, was definitely sports bar. It's like sports bar with also yeah. like a dance area. Yeah. But they literally filled the glass to the top. And I was like, hmm, that person's not a bartender. And then she did it again in that last episode. Yeah, it really bugged me because you don't fill it to the top. You fill it no, like a quarter to... Which I mean... I guess you could. I mean, if you're like just drinking at home, I mean, you why could. go back for multiple multiple no, servings? And I get that, but like, it's incorrect. It's incorrect. It's not how you do that. It's not how you drink wine, Emily. Especially the the bartending one was really more the frustrating one because yeah. she was clearly out in public. Yeah, and that bartender clearly was not ever had any experience I mean, in a bar. I'm not gonna do it because I don't drink wine. But I was like, maybe if you go to a bar, we should see. How much they pour into a glass if it's like an actual? There's like, no way they would fill serving. it to the top. How do you know? They're probably gonna because they probably had to go to the back room to get that one bottle of wine for your ass. We'll try it when clubs open up. Mm. No, no, no. We'll you just can order it. Yeah, we'll order. I'll order it. <laughs> I don't drink wine. I I really wouldn't drink it at a bar, anyways. I would more drink it for the. <laughs> I, I mean, I would more order it for the experience to see how much. I. I just have this picture of us going to like X bar or tracks or somewhere where they give everything to you in like plastic cups. True. 
And then, like, they're going to hand you, like, a, a plastic, plastic cup, cup full filled to the top. Wine. Who does that? Because, you know, they ain't bringing out no wine glass for your wine. Not in a bar. They probably don't even have wine. Let's be honest. Not at X Bar. X Bar, I feel like they might. Tracks, probably I don't know. I've never even want like I. I've never orders, seen anyone order wine. Orders wine at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to know. If you're a listener and you order wine at a bar, uh, fix yourself. Or explain to us why. Yeah. Why do you order wine at a bar? Why do you go to a bar if you're going to order like, wine? I could see if it was like a restaurant bar. If it was like you're like it was like a pre-dinner drink. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. But don't go to a nightclub and order a glass of Chardonnay. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. And it's wine smells gross to me. Anyway. Anyways. We really got off topic there. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about plot ratings. Yes. Because we kind of saw it in the first episode. They talked a bit about the clothing and the fashion. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, we really saw it with the fashion show, which was the dresses again, like we said with the clothing, horrible. Horrible. Not even interesting to watch. Like they weren't. They were just like yeah, regular colored dresses with like. Excuse r- me. Really regular colored dresses. Like it was normal, like pink. That and was an blue. atrocious shade of pink. That was a disgusting shade of purple. No, I mean, but it was like there a was, single color. There was no design to it at all. There was that one that was all ruffly and like multicolored with like neon yellow and pink and That's purple. When I, yeah. And, no, but that's what I'm. Gross. That's what I'm saying. It's like it was mostly like single color, like no silhouette. No, it was just a straight line down the entire body. That was like you don't have enough money for your bridesmaids, so you got them the cheapest dress made of nothing but tulle. Yeah, and you cut out some letters from made out of felt. Yeah, and hot glued them to the front, and then did really bad lettering on the front. Atrocious. This. <laughs> I'm getting mad again. It was, it was like some of the worst. Like I am not. I guess I guess I kind of can see it because of growing up with an interior designer for a mom. Mm. You know colors that go together and that don't go together. You know, and though she was doing more like building work and like houses and stuff, mm-hmm. it still applies mm-hmm. to like other stuff. You still know what colors, what patterns, what things like that, and you know when something basic. And gross. Yes. And that was basic and gross. So gross. So it was bad. But in terms of the plot itself, Mm -hmm. I gave it a six. Okay. Yeah. We're about on the same page. I I gave it a seven. Yeah. I was intrigued. It's just. It's a good plot. It's a good story to follow. Yeah. But it's not the best story to follow. Yeah. Like it just wasn't that. Good, not great. It's good, not great. That's the best way to describe it. It's good, not great. Um, the cast, when I saw Mm -hmm. Addison Montgomery, you were so lit. I was so happy because I know she's a great actor, actress. Mm -hmm. And I know that when she's in a show, it automatically gets like it, like to me, it automatically gets really good because I know that like, you know, if she's going to be at least recurring, not in every episode, but at least in multiple episodes Mm -hmm. and like be like one of the side actors or main uh, or side characters or main characters, it's at least going to be a decent show. Yeah. But when I saw it, she was only in the first scene. Immediately took it down to a four. Uh, same. Like I give the cast a four. It was it was okay. 
I guess. Emily's good, not great. Her act, the. I just didn't like the picking of the cast, other than yeah. like Pierre and like bitchy bit, bitchy boss. Nobody, even in that last episode, nobody seemed to have chemistry. No, there was no on. There was no cast chemistry. And, I mean, maybe you can chalk that up to it being just the first season. The first season of the show. Usually, though, with previous shows that we've watched, we've True. seen it by the like last Lucifer? episode. Lucifer, Lucifer had they, that chem- they didn't have that chemistry first episode, mm-hmm. but they definitely had it at the end. The only the only show that I think had it from start to finish was Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, yes. They there was such great chemistry with everybody. And I mean granted, half the cast is family, so yeah, that but makes sense. Still, even the cast the part that wasn't family still fit in like mm-hmm. they were already they've already been doing the show forever. Like Alexis was probably the most awkward character, and I think that's because Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy have worked together for decades. Right. Dan Levy is Eugene Levy's son, and then Twyla is also the daughter. The daughter, so they all know each other. But I feel like because you had those four characters that all knew each other, and also Moira, who uh, I don't remember her name, but being the mom as well. That's Catherine O'Hara. Oh, that's Catherine uh-huh. O'Hara. I was talking about. Um, then I was, yeah. Then I guess her, but then also. Um, Stevie. Alexis. Oh, Alexis and yeah. Stevie. Yeah. I mean, they all clicked immediately. Stevie was. Dry and really awkward for the first few episodes. But that's also how her character was. Yeah. She was kind of like that at the end, they too. They were disconnected, though, still. Yeah. No, I get that. But it was like the it was like a good part of the cast. True. That were very connected. And this felt disconnected, The both, uh, both the True. starting and the ending. They just 100%. felt like they were strangers, and they only saw each other when they were on set. Definitely. Um, Acting. So. Not great. Not great at like, all. Like we said after the first episode, we really were like debating. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had already committed at this point. True. But it was kind of like, I wouldn't really watch this show. The trailer? Mm-hmm. Amazing. The trailer I loved makes the it trailer. Look really good. But in terms of actually watching the show, like, Mm-mm. I don't know. It was like so obvious. Like, are you reading a script right now? Or are you like doing your lines? Truly. Like, that's how it felt. I gave it a three. We're in rehearsal. That's how it felt. It was like they were always in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like it, it, it was like someone off screen was holding a big bulletin board mm-hmm. of like, this is your line. Say it. They're like, no, I do not agree. Yeah. Like, it was, it was that bad. Honestly, yeah. and it's generous giving it a three. <laughs> and if you're only listening to the audio, that made no sense to you because I did this whole. Yeah, he went like around the mic and everything. Ducking. Like, I, I, I think the reason I gave it a three is because Pierre was really good. Mm-hmm. Bitchy Boss was really good. Mm-hmm. And the one scene where Montgomery was in it. Yeah. Montgomery. Addison Montgomery. Her name's Madeline. Is it Madeline? Mm hmm. In the show. In the show, Madeline. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I give it a three as well. It's, yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit on all of it. It's just not, it's not great. Yeah. It's really rough. And it just reminds me of those really horrible teen dramas, which I mean, it is a teen drama. So, I mean, I get it. It but... is, but you could do it so much better. Oh, definitely. We've seen it done better so many times. So. Yeah. Sabrina. It's a fantastic show. And I'll fight anybody. I I've never watched, watched Riverdale, it. but I've heard good things about it. I haven't watched it. Um, um Yeah. Yeah. Want to do our cliffhangers? Yeah, buddy. 
I so after the first episode when it cuts out after her vibrator shorts the system, I actually gave the cliffhangers a, a solid one. Yeah, I was about a one or two on that. Um, however, the series finale pulled me in. I actually am really intrigued to see where it would go. There was drama with Matt. There was mm-hmm. drama with um, Gabriel. Gabriel. Of course, I know all the sexy men's name. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm like, oh, you mean Gabriel? <laughs> we got Gabriel. We got Matt. We yeah. Got, wow. That's yeah. Then, no, the that two. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Doug. Those are the only two to hug. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was drama there in terms of Gabriel originally was going to be leaving the chef. He was going to yeah. go to Normandy, and so they had like a one night fling mm-hmm. while she was kind of together with Matt. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. And then also, then Matt, like, it gets to stay, and then there's that drama. Yeah. So that made it a good cliffhanger. Definitely. But we have to compare both episodes to it. You have to compare episode one, which was like a one or two, to the last one, which was like a seven or an eight. Yeah. So I gave it a six. See, yeah, I give it a four. Yeah. I'm giving it a little bit that, more hope in terms of the previous episodes because I'm hoping that that was yeah. just a pilot thing. Yeah. And that once they knew that they were actually going to get their show on Netflix, that they made those cliffhangers better. Definitely. So that's a six of hope. A six of hope. Yeah. I just, I couldn't outweigh. The ending was good for the last, for the season finale, mm-hmm. but it wasn't good enough to where. I really boosted it that much. I mean, I feel like I feel like that first episode was really like the weight of the grade. Yeah. And then like they did really well, but like got weighted down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a weighted weighted grade system. This yeah. Need like like school. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Like I said, gave it a little bit more mm-hmm. for the hope of the other episodes, but in the end, I gave it twenty four out of 48 percent. Yeah. Failing grade. Yep, I gave it um, 40% recommend, I think. Um, and that's, I gave it a few extra points there. I think my official to- total came up to 36%. Yeah. But I gave it a little bit more um, just because the intrigue is there. Um, I just don't know how quickly I will return to the show to finish. I more than through. likely will not return to the show. See, I feel like the only reason I can probably get behind and, and go ahead and watch the rest of the season was it was pretty short. There weren't that many episodes. Yeah. And they were only 30 minutes long. So true. Like, they're about 24 to 31 minutes. Bitch, I can knock that out in one day. What you talking about? Yeah, true. I mean, have it in the background while you're working, honestly. Yeah. Knock it out. Um, um, but personally, I will not do that. Honestly, and I think <laughs> I think if anything, wait for season two and watch that first episode so I can see how that drama unfolds. Yeah, and see if it's like <laughs> worth watching. Like we might we yeah. might do a recap when season two comes out. Yeah. And see Definitely. if we review our scores and maybe give it a better score. Definitely. But in terms of right now, kind of a shit show. Yeah. I think I think I would return and watch this if I had nothing else to watch. Yeah. And there's a and lot that to watch. The reruns of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And Grey's Anatomy comes back in two weeks. <sighs> which we have to watch with live TV because yeah. we're caught up now, which really sucks. But yeah, I would rather just got really sad. I would rather rewatch Grey's Anatomy from season one mm-hmm. than start this show. Yeah, so I actually started watching the first season. We'll talk about it later. 
Yeah, let's not get off track. We have enough time under our belt for this episode. But Absolutely. Yeah, so that's our review. Um, watch it if there's nothing else to watch, but mm-hmm. not a strong recommendation right if, now. If you're a fan of like campy teen drama. And not great acting. No, well, yeah, that aside. Because there are people that if they like that subcategory of show, they might enjoy it. True. Um yeah, go go check it out. At least watch the first episode. It's 26 minutes of your life. Yeah. See and, if you vibe with it. If, if not, you vibe with it or you're at the 50-50, watch the second episode. But Turns of Us, not highly rated. Not yeah. not really recommended. Not, rec- not MVP approved. Yeah. Denied. None for you, Glenn Coco. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I sounded really drunk there. For yeah, a you lost all control. Thank you and for listening, everybody. And you're doing this everybody. whole like, turning thing, which is real weird. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week of My Village Podcast. If you are so inclined, you can follow me on Instagram at MVP Andy. And follow me on any social media at Sticky Toaster. Yeah, buddy. And make sure to go ahead and follow us on your favorite uh podcast platform wherever you stream those we are on all of them and if we're not let us know which one you would like our show to be added to and check out our website myvillagepodcast.com and our youtube channel to watch the actual video where we do more weird stuff that you can't see on the audio version do a lot of weird head movements a lot of weird head movements a lot of weird Shoulder twisting. Shoulder twisting, stuff like that. My Village Podcast on YouTube. Check it out. And um, yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.